Hey, entrepreneurs, it's your podcast mogul, Phil Better here. I am excited for this episode, as as I know you are. Before we jump into this episode, I'm going to ask you, if you are also a podcaster and you're looking to grow your podcast or monetize your podcast, make sure you stay till the end of the episode. I have a special deal for you or a special offer, if you will. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most Phil Better, and I am excited to talk to you about our talk with you about our guest today. Um, he is a serial entrepreneur, an angel investor, and founder of the 10X Value Partner, an investment company that helps tech businesses receive the funding, company building, and debt management support they de- they deserve to succeed. He also recently launched Utopia Capital, an investment vehicle that funds innovative tech projects from visionary founders with the aim of revolutionizing life as we know it. Utopia Capital wants to tackle things like the world's biggest challenges such as air pollution, global hunger, climate change. So please put your hands together for Christian Schroeder. Christian, thank you so much for being here. Hey Phil, yeah, it's so um, great that you're having me on the podcast and I really appreciate it um, speaking with you today. Um, and yeah, looking forward to share some of my insights uh, that I've personally learned over the years on how to build companies, um, how to operate in, to- in the entrepreneurial domain. Um, so yeah, I mean, very much looking forward to share some learnings with you today, um, and looking forward to your questions. Awesome. Uh, so I'm going to start with the, the, the first question, which I always like to start with my guests is why did you become an entrepreneur? What was it that sparked your journey into this place? So personally, I've always liked challenges, challenging myself and, um, growing in the process of overcoming those challenges. Um, so when I was in, in high school, I would always like try to, to learn a lot, be the best student. Um, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. So also through like my coming up, uh, my parents, I learned, um, yeah, I mean like the, the energy and, and, and spirit of entrepreneurship and building businesses. Um, and I, I'm a very curious person. I like to learn um, about different industries. I like meeting interesting people who have very big vision to change the world potentially. So I think working as an entrepreneur and investor enables you to see a lot of like new industries, uh, to meet many exciting visionary people and to facilitate, um, their success through like passing on some of the learnings that you've made over the, uh, over the years and decades. So I think if I need to sum it up, I would say like my curiosity and my passion for working on interesting projects, um, and my upbringing is what drove me to do what I'm doing with 10 value partners, investing in, and, and, and building companies with a potential transformational impact for the world. 
Now, 10X, was that your first company or was there some minor successes or some failures in your past that you brought you to building 10X? So I mean, 10X was kind of like an evolution step of everything that I did before 10X. I started 10X Value Partners, um, or it's called 10X VP, around five years ago. Um, and before that, I actually did like many smaller and some bigger um, entrepreneurial ventures. I've always been a very entrepreneurial person, actually. Um, I started my first business when I was like six, seven years old, uh, selling like Pokemon cards and like what connectables to like my, my fellow like primary school students. It was like very funny. I was like sort of like one of the wealthiest uh, kids in the playground, like with all like the the business I did, and I mean, I used the internet, like uh, selling things on eBay. Um, so that was actually like a, a wonderful sales channel. And I'm a bit like disappointed retrospectively that I didn't scale this into a larger business, but I was like quite complacent with having a couple of thousand, uh, uh, back in the day, it wasn't even euros, it was Deutschmarks, uh, every month. So that was like when I was six, seven, my first venture. And then I, I did many other smaller things, like just earnings for side income here and there. Um, when I was 18 years old, I started, a, I mean, an hospitality business with my dad, uh, investing in a bar in one of the busiest, uh, um, yeah, bar streets going out to club streets in like my hometown Cologne, which was also like my, my first like real big experience where I would manage a team of like waiters, bartenders, manage like the finance and accounting side of everything and also being like a people-driven industry where I would get the chance to like really make guests happy and, and come back to our place and enjoy their time. Um, so this was like the first bigger one. Then I went to undergrad, studied business um, at a very entrepreneurial-driven university in Germany called the BHU. It's actually uh, one of the universities with the highest percentage of like entrepreneurs and unicorn founders. Uh, in the world, similar to like Harvard, Stanford, uh, and so on. Um, and there, like the culture really drove me to do even more entrepreneurial things, take bigger risks. So I uh, was fortunate enough to, to, to meet like um, the founders of an investment group out of Germany called Rocket Internet. I worked with them uh, extensively in Asia, becoming the CEO of an e-commerce business in, I mean, you won't guess where I went, I went actually to Pakistan. My mission was to pioneer e-commerce in, in that country. Um, was a massive opportunity, many big challenges because it, it was a fringe concept in this market back in 2014. It went very well. So we scaled rapidly from 10 people to over 200 people in Pakistan. And from there, we also ran into some other markets such as Bangladesh, Nepal, and Sri Lanka. Um, so this was like, I would say like the first time where I really build a company in the sense that you could call it like a massive enterprise in the end. We had like 400 people. I was like 23. Um, so I was 21 when I started 23, when I left that business. And then my kind of like what I did the next couple of years is like systematically studying like what businesses are good businesses and what businesses we should build. So, I mean, I looked at from like. 10,000, 20,000 different business ideas over my career, evaluating whether those businesses are like good businesses, solid profitability potential, 
can become very arched um, and, and evaluated those. So building first, like working with like a investment group run by three German tech billionaires. And later, that was when I started 10X Value Partners for myself, finding those businesses with a lot of potential to build large companies and then teaming up with the right entrepreneurs to, to build those companies. And yeah, I mean, like we have roughly like a thousand people each year who apply to us to build a company together with us. And with the best people, we kind of team up to, um, to, to build the best companies, but maybe also for your listeners, if, if you want to build a company, we, we have like the playbook, the Swiss army knife, everything for, for building successful technology companies. And we are very much looking forward to teaming up with the right people to do so. No, I love that. I love how you're looking to invest in the next generation to help build those businesses that are going to help change. Like that's what you're doing with Utopia Capital. Now you're looking for those tech companies that are changing the world. Um, what what was it about? Like, because you have 10x value a VP, which is a great business, but then you're doing this more utopian style. What What was that change from regular tech businesses to tech businesses that are changing the world. Why Why did you decide to do that transfer over? Look, I mean, like uh, last year I've turned 30. Um, I was like, uh, I was spending like, an amazing summer and I was just like in the process of selling a co another company of mine. Um, I saw my investments were going very well. We had m multiple businesses raising 10, 20, uh, even like $60 million. Um, and I was thinking, okay, what do I do now with my, my career with the rest of my life? I mean, on the back of that, I mean, everyone could comfortably retire. Um, but I was thinking, look, all these businesses, I helped them from the stage of infancy to go to become very successful. And like, how can I use this like talent of mine that I have to help make the right connections between businesses, introduce the right people, hire the right people and coach and mentor the founders to really have like a positive impact on the world. Simultaneously, I met like founders with like really brilliant ideas, how to fight things like climate change, world hunger, um, and affordable housing or like homelessness. And that, what I've noticed is like, Hey, why don't I use my toolkit? Um, I call it the Swiss army knife of company building, overcoming the challenges of building a business. Why don't I use this to really contribute to something very positive in the world and, and have, yeah, I mean, solve the transformative challenges that we face as humanity. So that was like the moment where Utopia Capital was born. Um, and I feel like very motivated to work on this, um, because like, uh, it solves like really big challenges and can really make the world much better. And it also go harks into the challenges that you like to face because building a, a regular prof, uh, profitable company is probably just one, one way of doing it. There, well, not one way, but one style. But when you're looking at changing the world, fighting these big things that are facing humanity, it's it's probably not as beautiful or profitable in in the in the short term where most people like to make their money. Well, I, I wouldn't say that like. Um that it is not as profitable. It can be much more profitable because usually there's a very simple equation how to make money is like solve a big problem for a lot of people with big value and you make a lot of money. It's just like that many of these problems have been overlooked or like maybe like in, in the case of climate change, there isn't the dollar amount put on this problem. But I mean, like 
there are like market researchers like Morgan's or investment banks like Morgan Stanley that predict that the annual damage from climate change in 50, 60 years will be like $5 trillion a year. That's like 10% of our global GDP. And if we don't fix this problem now, I think like the economic, like negative impact in the long run is just going to be completely devastating and unsustainable. So governments, political leaders, institution companies are waking up. 600 of the biggest 2000 companies have made ambitious net zero targets. So I think now like the world is waking up to this and it will be like one of the largest markets bigger than the, um, the internet potentially, uh, this climate market bigger than software, Microsoft, Salesforce, Google combined. Uh, so I think I wouldn't say that it's not profitable. I think it's just like being a pioneer in an industry that the world really needs. No, I, and I, I like that you're, you're, you're able to see the, the long point because it may not be profitable in the short term, like right away, but it, if we don't fix it, it's going to be detrimental to the society. So the, it could cost a small amount versus what you can make a small amount now versus losing a, a whole bunch more. Um, when you're evaluating the companies, uh, I kind of want to move into a bit of a t tip point. When you're evaluating companies, both for uh, 10x VP as well as Utopia, what are some of the tips you could give to someone pitching? So if I have a business and I'm looking to pitch to 10x, what are some or uh, another venture capitalist angel investor firm that helps businesses go to the next level? What are some of the thing? What what is a piece of advice you would have for a founder? to make sure that their pitch sounds a bit better. So I think like, look, um, I think the, the key thing, um, that an investor is looking for is like trust in the ability of the founder to deliver a good result, like making it a successful company, getting to the next round of funding, et cetera. So I think like the way an investor can get this level of trust is, is like there are like several permutations to this question. The first question is like the personal relationship that you hold with the investor. The closer the personal relationship, the less data points an investor would require from you uh, to make a positive investment decision. So the first piece of advice would be reach out to people that you've worked with in the past who know like your performance on the job uh, so that they can extrapolate this performance on like in the past that you, when you have worked with them to like the future where, um, you build your own company. The second, um, advice would be like, if you don't have these data points, um, or like people in your network that you've worked with in the past that you can pitch, you need to provide much more data traction and proof that you are the person who can deliver and build a successful company. So you need to show like say like a sales pipeline, you need to, to show like user feedback, you need to show numbers of consecutive growth. Um, so much more is required when you don't have like these deep personal relationships. So it's just gonna require more data because data is something that is hard to falsify. And that's something that people can trust in. I mean, the last part of you have like neither is like, or in general, I would recommend you need to speak the language of the investor. And that's actually something that we are working extensively on with the founders uh, in our portfolio, the companies that we build, learning to speak the language of the investor and conveying what you are building in a way that is digestible to the investor. And, 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 and it's, it's almost like learning a new language. Some of the vocabulary is going to be new 
um, and, and what the investors just need to hear to be able to understand what you're building is something that you need to newly learn as the founder. Um, so I think that is something if you, either you work with someone like us, like an incubator, or you work, um, or you build like a mastermind group with, with other founders, you try to network with founders that already have raised funding. So you need to basically learn this from, from people who are in the, in the industry and experts. So like the three pieces of advice is rely on your personal network, um, to, and, and raise funding from people who trust you based on the work you've done with them in the past. The second piece of advice is show the data, um, that people can extrapolate into the future. And the third uh, piece of advice is like, speak the language of the investors. So that's all that those are great pieces of advice, especially learning the language. Cause the minute you learn the language of the people that you're trying to either sell to or try and get money from, it's an easier, they feel the, the connection already. Cause it feels like you're one of them and that you understand what, how they talk and that builds a, a great bond as well. Um, with all the companies that you created, be it in uh, the 10 X or utopia capital or your previous companies that you, you launched, is there a, a memory that kind of, or maybe a win that you've got that either yourself or your, uh, your clients have gotten that just cements why you do what you do, like why you help businesses go to the next level. Look, I mean, like, I really, um, like making things successful. Um, so I mean, like I have a lot of memories that I can talk about. I would say like one of my earliest memories when I started uh, building 10 X value partners was when like a former employee of mine in the company where I was CEO came to me with his challenge that like, Hey, Christian, I've got here this project I've been working on. I had like this IT guy who, who programmed the whole website. I have my working students. The IT guy is leaving. We have this business. We have a lot of customers that people are ordering every month. Like it was a catering business. So like ordering food online from a variety of catering shops all over Germany, um, having like really good numbers. So showing that they had built something that customers won, but the guy was lacking like a bit of an understanding on how to turn this like two person team into like a real company. So I became like the first angel investor in the business and, um, had them, uh, raise like more funding from a VC and like without my involvement, I mean, he basically, I was like the last resort for him. He wanted to shut down the company. I saw the potential in it, helped him raise funding. And like 15 months later, I actually, um, sold my shares of 2,500% uh, profit. So it was like a very successful investment for me. Um, but I also helped the guy to, um, to like build a business. I mean, he later sold the com uh, the company, his shares. And, uh, I think like last time I spoke to him, he was on the beach in Thailand, really enjoying his life. I think like, um, I, I made this company successful, helped him to, to like improve his life. Um, it was like a win-win for everyone. Uh, and I think that's one of the positive memories I have like from the past. No, that I think that's a, an amazing memory, uh, how a former employee comes to you that just talks about how great of a boss you were creating the bonds between yourself and the employees and he could come see you and trust you enough to say hey here's my my vision and you helped him get to the he reached the goal of you know 
relaxing on a beach in Thailand, which I think everyone's goal is in life is to be either relaxing by a beach or relaxing in the mountains. So the fact you were able to help this uh, former employee get his goal with his business and actually help. What's nice is you were helping the, the smaller businesses as well, catering companies, like they could focus on what they do good, which is uh, better, which is make the foods and not have to worry about finding clients. Exactly. So, I mean, like, that's really what my life philosophy or like my business philosophy is about, like creating win-win situations for everyone. Um, and, and doing that for like connecting the right dots, the right people, right business opportunities. Uh, and we were greatly able to do so with, with this business actually. Now, I, I want to touch on this win-win philosophy because it, people, I, I'm seeing more and more people talk about it. When I was younger, it wasn't a really a win. People were saying, oh yeah, win-win, but it was more like, how can I get more from you, more uh, than you and make myself look like I won more. Were you always in that mindset of a win-win, like from your early days doing your entrepreneurial, or is that something that you grew into? I, I would say like, it's, it's not as binary as as you make it potentially sound. So I think like gradually of, I, I think like when you learn about like how the world works and how to become like really successful, you get into this win-win mindset. I wouldn't say that I ever was like thinking in a win-lose dimension, but just like with the positive experiences I've made, I would say I've learned more about like that, it, that like the long-term payoff of cultivating this win-win mindset and building your community of like trusted business partners is really uh what 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 pays off like massively uh over over like a career that stretches over i mean for me my career has stretched 10 years the career typically stretches 40 years so over like 40 year career i think cultivating those win-win relationships is, is really what makes you stand out from other people I, I, I have to agree. Win, win, when everyone wins in the situation, it just makes you look like a better, better person because you were able to say, I put, I put my wins on the side to make sure that this person won. And then it, it ends up helping me look in the long run. I think that's the, the best way of action. Um, I, I want to touch on, uh, the book you suggested entrepreneurs read, and you mentioned that it was the automatic millionaire or yeah, the automatic millionaire. Why, why is this a book that you think most entrepreneurs need to read? Um, I think like this book, um, it can uh, convey like a lot of pragmatic um, starting points and, and insights that you can implement into your day-to-day -day, uh, routine and give you the right mindset to, um, yeah, I mean, to, to think about entrepreneurship and how you can turn your life into, into like a business financial success. Awesome. Um, is that like when you, uh, when you start with a new client, is that something you suggest they read, uh, or do you believe that they've already read those types of books? Okay. I think like, uh, many of the things that I, I mean, I, I, the, the way I've also built myself is that I like to learn a lot of things. I like to try to borrow the mind of like the most successful people in the world, like, uh, Elon Musk, Warren Buffett, um, Richard Branson, I mean, reading all their books, I mean, reading a book, I think that's a, that's a great saying I've heard is like always you to borrow someone else's brain. And that's something I've been doing extensively. And that what, what I do with, with 10 X and that's what I call all the, also this like Swiss army knife of tools is try to pass on to like the entrepreneur, which we actually don't really see as client. We see them more as a partner. We are 
providing financial support and then also like ongoing coaching mentorship um so we we, we pass this this web of knowledge on to our partners but i think like look if i think i think like as an entrepreneur you always need to very consciously think about like how can i use every minute of my time in the best possible way so like reading like a 200 page book may be not the best use of time uh, unless you're trying to build like let's say a like a like a brain computer interface company and you need to do scientific research on like brain chemistry and uh, then maybe reading a book about this is a good use of time but like reading generally books if you're already in the execution phase maybe not such a good idea but if you are trying to find an idea maybe then it's a different story so it always depends on the situation what is the best thing for you to do I love that. And we are coming up to uh, the end here. And I'm going to jump in with the spark question of the show. And I'm very excited to hear your answer to this is what is one thing you would never want to change about yourself? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I think there are a lot of things that may come up maybe with like um, the the one thing that, that is maybe the key thing for me. Yes, I mean, like what I would say here actually is like I've I see life as like a journey of steps and what I try to do is become every day 1% better than the previous version of myself the day before. Um, I call that actually the 10x principle. So like if you compound 1% growth over 230 working days, it gives you a 10x improvement year over year. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, like just having this mindset of getting 1% better every day and better can be on dimensions like health, can be on dimensions like financial success, uh, interpersonal relationships. So uh, you can pick your own dimension. And I mean, in the end, it's like also like a blend of the different dimensions, but just this, this, this kind of like compounding effect of like small incremental growth steps, I think. This mindset is something that I would never want to give up. I think that that mindset is an amazing mindset. I try and live my life trying to be 1% better, but I, I just overall, and I think maybe focusing in on one, one specific aspect uh, every few months would probably be beneficial. So thank you very much for sharing that with me and my audience. Um, I'm going to jump off stage here, Christian. I want you to let my audience know where they can connect with you, how they can uh, learn more about uh, the 10X VP as well as Utopia Capital if they have an idea that they think they can become uh, the next uh, business in your uh, portfolio. So the floor, sir, is yours. Yeah, so um, thank you so much, Phil. Um, I mean, like you can find us on the internet, 10xvaluepartners.com utopiacapital.com uh, you can follow me on linkedin medium instagram um where i share like um, long form short form content advice tips uh, on a regular basis if you want to pitch us an idea i would appreciate if you find someone who can introduce you to us uh, so that we have like i mean that's how typically it works in the bc world so that you have someone vouching for you is someone that we already know um and um yeah, I mean, like, uh, we, we also like to receive applications if you want to become a founder, but you don't have an idea yet. We have a careers page on the, on the 10X Value Partners website. And you can also read about, like, if you are like an investor wanting to invest in startups, you can find out more about our portfolio companies that we've already in the portfolio. And then maybe we find like investment opportunities to join the invest in businesses. 
So there is like really a wealth of opportunities. I, I suggest you to check that out. Excellent. Christian, I want to thank you so much. Give me one second here. Let's exit the soul. There we go. Christian, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show, talking to us about 10X Value Partners, as well as Utopia Capital and yourself. So thank you so much for being here on the show. All right. Thanks for thanks for having me. Uh, it was very nice speaking to you. Excellent. To my audience, uh, thank you so much for listening. You can find all the show notes. We'll have the links to Christian as well as to his company. So make sure you check that out to help yourself uh, to some free knowledge and to connect with an amazing individual that we have on the show. And remember always to invest in yourself. Hey, digital entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Now, if you're looking to take your podcast to the next level, like most of these entrepreneurs have taken their business to the next level to scale it, if you will, make sure you check out my brand new newsletter. Links are down below. It is called the Monetization Mogul Syndicate Newsletter, or it could be Feel Better Stories of Monetization Moguls or Making Moguls is what I do. So make sure you go ahead and check that out. But I want to thank you very much for listening. And as always, remember to invest.